Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. J. Thurman DeMaris, Teresa J. Morris, Terry, Jan, TJ, <laughs> whatever you want to call me, just don't call me late for dinner, folks. Well, I am coming to you from the panhandle of Florida, so welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on this planet, satellite through space. We call home, Earth, Gaia, you name it, we claim it. So, tonight... I've invited Janet Carol Lesson and Karen Gresham Nickel over as women that are using our intelligence, our experiences to share together and syndicate what we share in the paranormal world. So I hope you'll join us tonight. Uh, I stuck it up on UFO Secret Space. Uh, well, I put it on Facebook actually just recently. Oh, we're going through so much on the planet, and we're definitely going through a change in the awakening, what I call the ascension age. So I hope you guys are all ever thinking about being mindful about who you are and what you're doing here and with your mission, as I am. And uh, I'm very curious about the cosmos and God or source or whatever we became after we left the all as one and sparks of something greater than ourselves or us and our children, our grandchildren, and on the other way, our parents. And my parents are on the other side is is my brothers, two of my brothers, and my daughter and my husband. Uh, it's amazing that uh, we stay here, and we're here, I guess, left behind on the planet to do our part to get us all to that other level of existence. I'm hoping that it's all like one big video game. Uh, some people say it is, and uh, that we're just amusing ourselves here on the planet. I follow neuroscience. I follow cosmos and God and uh, what are the other words, truth maybe, and how we all work together. And neuroscience is growing, thank goodness. But we're also looking for the self inside our inner minds, our inner soul, and what is soul. But the UFO secret space business is about the intrigue and the spyness and the intelligence behind everything that uh, we may or may not know about. So uh, keeping an open mind is part of who we are and what we do on the planet. And they allow me, whoever they are, to uh, share experiences I've had and my curiosities. 
and uh, sharing how we together can come up with some ideas. And some of the words that we have uh, decided to use with me and my girlfriend in Hawaii from back in 93, Janet Carol Lesson, she was born Janet Lynn Thompson, and she married Dr. Alexandra Sasha Lesson uh, out of Hawaii. And Dr. Lesson worked with Dr. Sturgis, Laura Sturgis. And Laura was way ahead of her time. I hope she didn't mind talking about her. But uh, she was from Wisconsin, the cheese area. And uh, she moved over to Hawaii, and she and I were good friends, and she gave me an office to share my psychic abilities and teaching tarot and psychic awakening classes all the way back from 89 to 93. And I left Hawaii on a mission for the government in 94. And the men in black seemed to be part of my life back then. So Janet thinks you'll be interested in that story. I will use Terry in the uh, military. <clears throat> so I'm expecting Janet to come over here anytime now. And Janet, wherever you are uh, out there in space, um, I guess she's having a little trouble or introducing her show. She made sure that uh, I got my show up for syndication with her tonight. So I've got UFO Secret Space. It's a domain being explored by women alienologists, phenomenologists. <laughs> That's hard to say. Phenomenologist, ufologist, parapsychologist, intuitive precognitionist, and ET experiencers. We know that history is recorded and written by the winners of wars. However, much that has been hidden in the past is coming to light by the Ascension Age light workers and truth seekers on the cosmos conscious awakening, the gods, demigods, angels, and extraterrestrials. Meaning in us all. Being a mindful, breathing soul has never meant as much as it does now for humanoid, sentient, intelligent beings. So Teresa Jane Morris, moi, that's me, also in the past, her nicknames Terry and Jan, is willing to share her story with two women who have attended events as speakers at UFO events. Teresa was once a speaker on a paranormal only, and even then, the part of her life was, which resembled Taken by Steven Spielberg came up. <laughs> I'll have to get into that, how people were asking me questions. Janet Carol Lesson has known Janet Gresham Nickel for years, and Janet has also known Teresa since 1993 when they met in Hawaii at the Oahu Hilton Hawaiian Village at a psychic fair, which TJ was one of the organizers for Spiritual World Networking, your spiritual center with other psychic mediums. These three women are going to begin sharing their stories and what has brought them together in the above-mentioned topics. What makes a woman go to the study of aliens, phenomena, and UFOs? Hmm, I'm interested in that myself. Join us as we begin a journey of spiritual science and the expansion of the Cosmos Divine Expo of the Multiverse Theory of Everything Expansion. So this is the part where Janet comes in, and she's not yet on my show. <laughs> so Janet Carol Lesson. Uh, maybe I need to go look at her show and call in. Let's see. This will be different. Uh, I'd have to find the number first, so let me see. She said she calls me. Am I supposed to call her this time? Well, stand by, folks, as we go through technical difficulties. A Q U A. R-I-A-N radio, and uh, I don't know the call-in number for her show, even though we're here on the same network, 
out of New York, but uh, I'm going to her, her. No, 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 no. I don't want to radio. That it took me to her website. It's so busy. My goodness. All right, let's try Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, these addresses we've got, you have to have the address to get to things, folks, just like in the old days uh, on the mailbox, which I guess we still use. Some people do, old snail mail. Blog Talk Radio, instead of mine, mine is TJ Mars ET Radio. Hers is Aquarian Radio. And she got started after I did, and she was with me here on TJ Morris Radio, and she wanted to do her own thing because she had things she wanted to present. And I'm a Korean radio, blogtalkradio.com. I couldn't find that. And why is that? I know it's up. What is, I'm being controlled here. <laughs> I know she's out there. I'll tell you what, I have had some of the most interesting uh, things happening to me lately. I wonder if you have too. It seems to be that the internet's taken over and uh, the algorithms, is the, the bots or whatever. Now, let me go to mine. That's great. Well, I'm already here, folks. This is live. I want Janet Carroll on Blog Talk Radio, not TJ Morris with your radio. I'm already here. So let's see. Let me just take the TJ Morris and put Aquarian. Is it ACQ? Or is it, it is Aquarian Radio. Yeah, is it? A, well, let me try ACQ. Is that it? No, that'd be acquired. I don't think that's right. I think it's AQ. UA Aquarian Radio. RA. She gets, she gets a, lot, a lot of advertising. It must be ACQ, okay? All right. Well, let's stick a C in there. It's probably my dumb, dumb spelling. Ah, finally, here she is. Thank goodness. Okay. Let's see if this is Steve. Hi, Steve. We're listening to you as you're trying to spell. We're listening to you as you're trying to spell query radio. I didn't know if I was supposed to call you. Telling everybody what's going on. I was supposed to call you, but I... We were we were getting into a bunch of stuff and it's like Karen we we have to get TJ she's over there going where are they where are they where are you we're here we're here so I did a I did an intro I I you know I I wait till your intro's done because you have this automatic stuff that goes on at the beginning and you know uh, so we you know I call in I'm supposed to start calling about three minutes after I think but I was a little bit long so I'm sorry. Um, this is, uh, what is this, UFO Secret Space Panel, we're calling it, with Teresa J. Morris, Janet Lesson, and Karen Gresham-Nickel, and this, I don't know if you got the chance to look at the show page on AquarianRadio.com, and I'm getting some kind of feedback here, let me see if I can fix that, I think I might have my speaker on, um, so... I'll, I guess not on my end. I've got my too. speaker down. I just turned my speak I just turned my speaker down. I have my speaker on. I'm not sure what that is. But anyway, let's just Okay, I'm on a landline. What? So I don't know. We we do it's have problems fine. in oh, the building. So Okay, now you're yeah, fine, Karen. It's using me and her with our equipment and phones and oh, okay. cell phones and internet and talking to each other and find each other out there in cyberspace. I can't ever find her. But Janet 
Uh, we were talking about that earlier because, uh, Karen, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a lot of stuff yeah, so that's handled by the bots. But go ahead, Jen. You were doing the intro. Okay, so I did my start, intro. I just, um, anyway, we're, we're running late. We're like uh, 10 minutes into the show. So let's just start. TJ, uh, we're going to do our five-minute timer thing. I'll start the timer, and we'll start with you. You check in, and you tell us what is your burning share, as they say, in, in all the groups. What is your burning chair, what's hot, what do you want to get off your chest, and I'm going to start right now, take it away. Who, me? you start with me this time? Yes. Is that what you said? Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay, oh, well, I usually go first. I'm usually third. After four weeks, folks, I'm number one. Yay. I'm work, working my way up with the girls. All right, well, this is girls in uh, ufology. Now someone's... Knocking on my door. Darn it. What is it about? Oh, what's burning my chest right now? Answering the door. Oh, my gosh. Folks, this is live. We're really human, even though uh, we're going to talk about some ufology <laughs> stuff. But uh, hold on, Janet. I'll have to. Folks, this is ridiculous. Someday these people are going to laugh at us. They thought they were UFOs people. Like, actually, I well, actually am supposed to. But you answered. Hey, baby. <laughs> wow, chicken and broccoli soup. Thank you. Well, it made it made world. Oh, she always gets dinner served. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I thank you so much. I'll enjoy that so much. Come on, Coco. Come on, Coco. Coco. Folks, we're in Florida now. The next door neighbor. Yeah, we're live on the air through this phone. Oh, okay. Oh goodness. Come on. Okay. Um, well, I guess being human. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for cooking for me. It looks really good. You know, I love your cooking. Okay. Thank you for keeping me alive. Love you. God, my car hadn't been towed yet. Okay. Let's see. I'll leave my dinner right there by the front door and I'll go back so I can sit down. So, folks, being human is not that easy these days, and we don't even know uh, if we're really here. It's sort of like a dream for me most of the time, but I'm. Uh, I'm just happy that I can be uh, here with Karen and Janet, and they help uh, people know that I exist. That's a big deal. So uh, the UFO stories that I've experienced are sort of interesting, and I even found one woke me up. The TV, uh, I can't do IT very well. It does me, but there was one I, I heard Terry, and I woke up because I go by Terry and Jan, but only Terry and Wilter. So that story woke me up, and uh, I was like, wait, that's my story, but is it? So I don't know, so Janet finally caught me, or I caught her, I think I caught her right before the show, to make sure we were going to do one, because I couldn't get on my psychic show last night. So uh, I'm wondering what's burning curiosity for me is, with the world up in a, uh, we're trying to be mindful souls and look at our inner selves, However, uh, we're pointing fingers outside of ourselves everywhere, and yet it seems the world is awakening all at once with regards to uh, things happening around us, but we've been discussing it the last two weeks, so I guess it's time to move on. And we're going to move back into the UFO secret space, and that for me was words I put together, and Janet had liked it, and she was working on secret space stories, so... Tonight, I hope that the three women will build as women because I'm in one of those UFO groups with Paula Harris, which Karen knows. That was uh, one of the websites, or no, one of the uh, 
social media sites on Facebook for women that were into ufology. And apparently there's not that many that make it. There's uh, Paula Harris, and I can't think of another one doing events, but I do know uh, Kathy Martin and Denise over here in Florida. So uh, I'm just going to turn it back over to Janet. And then, Janet, uh, I've got avianologist, phenomenologist, ufologist, parapsychologist, precognitionist, and ET experiencers up on my side tonight. So we we market and advertise different ways. So I'm just going to hand it back to you so I can catch my breath. <laughs> so back to you, Janet. Okay, you catch your breath. Okay, thanks. I'll take the timer off. So, um, all right, so Karen, uh, same thing to you. Just uh, catch up, tell us what's going on with you, your burning share, and um, you know, perhaps what you want to talk about tonight. I did create a page, but I don't know if anybody looked at it, but we'll just be live and what's, uh, you know, what's really uh, relevant right now in the moment, be here now. Go ahead, Karen, take it away. Okay. What I think we did I don't know if I just talked about this when we were on the air or not about how everybody's becoming an observer and going through a lot of their history and their uh memories of this life from way back when they were a child. Were we on the air when I did that? Cuz I don't want to repeat I don't it. Mind. That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, repeat it for TJ. Uh, yes. Anyway, this is what this is what that I find that everybody's doing. And, I mean, I see it in my friends, and I see it in my students and people around. It's not just one or two are thinking about the past, just little quick flashes, little vignettes uh, of their life, of how they feel, uh, where they came in, what they dealt with, how they were, uh, and the, the issues, the glitches that need to be neutralized where they don't go with them in their electromagnetic field when the physical body leaves, when the doll body, the physical. Uh, and, and I think that's great. I'm doing it. Everybody I know is. And so uh, an interesting thing when you do that, something happens. It just happened. Um, I got some information, and it will happen for ev- anybody. It's not just it can happen for anybody. All of a sudden, you can look at something, and I was observing something on my iPhone, and it was a a text, and then I was going to text this, and all of a sudden, I got a spliced-in dimensional picture combining the two texts together of the person who just texted me, and I got the answer. I went, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, and I knew it wasn't from anything here. And it was just as clean as a whistle. Just the perfect answer of how I needed to answer this person back. And it had to do with, I think, interdimensional interdimensional communication, other dimensional communication, and it was not human. It was another race somewhere who spliced this together and made a picture of it for me to see because there were no words, and then somehow it was transmitted into my thought, and I got the answer. And I ta- and, and so I got back with the person, and I said, my gosh, you wouldn't believe what happened. And then I repeat, I said, this is the answer. So I was pretty excited about that. So I, I need to learn how to teach people how to do that. 
that's that was a big one for me today because I'm 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 alone a lot studying. I feel like I'm back in college again, staying up all night trying to do a good grade on an exam, and I have all this. I'm in a study mode and a production mode, and so I'm always pretty much in the observer mode anyway, and try to be grounded. I try to be grounded, you know, in order to walk or something like that to and you know think about my health and and I'm big on pr- protection I'm big on the mask and the gloves and all that and I encourage everybody to because I think we can win this but it's whether or not we do have to evolve to where we start thinking and seeking beyond the gerbil wheel in order to do that so for right now that's all I have to say okay uh, I will take the talking stick. We have a, an invisible talking stick that we pass between us, and I have a five-minute timer that I set so we can um, monitor the conversation and keep the roundtable talking stick going. So I've been having a lot of communication like that as well on a higher extraterrestrial level. I have been recovering memories uh, as well, but my memories are not just of being a human being in this avatar. These are uh, doll bodies. These are forms that we inhabit for a while. Uh, I was listening to Errol de Grey. Errol de Grey is the Roswell extraterrestrial, the one that survived the crash, the one that was taken into the base and and basically um, interrogated. (laughs) But they they call it the series of interviews in the book is called Alien Interview by Lawrence Spencer and Lawrence Spencer was given this material by a nurse which happened to be telepathic and so she was at the Roswell crash she told her superior officer I can hear the ET talking to me and the ET uh, was talking to her but telepathically so none of the men at the Roswell crash could hear her, only this woman. So they had her sit down and take these elaborate notes. And then um, Errol the Gray was telling her, and she was translating for the humans, about the nature of reality and how we came to be and that this is a prison planet and that some of her, about a thousand of her ET species souls got trapped in our cycle of reincarnation, birth, death, and rebirth. And that the reason they they intentionally delivered the Roswell craft was to accelerate humanity's evolution. And they knew that the humanity, which was engineered to be a um, engineering type species, we're, we're builders, we're creators, we're engineers, we're scientists, we can figure things out. The Greys knew that we could reverse engineer the craft and figure it out, and they hoped that we would evolve, become conscious, and technologically advanced so we could figure out the mechanics or the spiritual nature behind this prison planet system that has all the souls of humanity trapped, as well as about a thousand of the gray alien souls. And so... I really highly recommend this book. I'm going to see if I can get a hold of Lawrence Spencer. The fictitious nurse's name is Matilda 
O'Donnell McElroy. And according to the story, she uh, went to Ireland to live out the rest of her days after serving and um, after dealing with the, the gray arrow. An arrow at one point was not killed. It looked like she was killed, but she actually left her doll body. There's different forms of vehicles that humans incarnate within, and they have different abilities. This one here, the human form, when we come into the earth, it's the most abrupt because we go through a veil of forgetfulness. We are purposely mind-wiped. We don't remember who we are as a soul, but most other species in the continuum have full remembrance of all of their incarnations. So we who are here are the bravest of the souls in the universe that we volunteer to come here to go unconscious because when you go unconscious and you learn the lessons, you can evolve individually and collectively as a species on a much higher level, much faster. So this is a very important series of interviews. They're on this page on AquarianRadio.com. There's five parts of the alien interview. And then as you scroll down, and I'm running out of time here, there's a series of three interviews with a gray, you can see the gray alien, and it's captured, and it is explaining what's coming down the line, who they are, our past and our future. It's apparently an excerpt from a much longer uh, military uh, recording around ni- 1942, so get that, 42. So Roswell was not the first thing. This is from 42, and we've been interacting with aliens since Roosevelt. Roosevelt was the first president. Okay, I'm out of time. Okay. Oops. Stop. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, TJ, it's your turn, and you can respond to what I have said or talk about something completely different. We're dealing with free will here, but you do have five minutes, so take it away. The next five minutes right. are yours. Thank you. One of the uh, main ingredients of being a human sentient intelligent being in a container, so to speak, as the Buddhists believe or whomever, some people is uh, the fact that we exist. And one of the greatest questions is uh, taken on in philosophy, but uh, we pretty much got, I think, therefore I am. So, uh, you know, we can go back to Aristotle, where most of our metaphysics start, at least in philosophy. And uh, even science came out of philosophy, folks. Uh, If you research how we began to do all this uh, separation with communication and information, but... There are beings that were here before us, and there are billions and billions of years. If you think on a linear timeline, we think billions. But UFO Secret Space and what I hope the three of us are going to begin, and hope that you folks enjoy it enough and want to uh, come and hear us at our own events. I plan on having one a year to meet people. Uh, Myself with my daughters here in the panhandle, but if you can't make it, maybe we'll see you somewhere else. But uh, my part is to help present uh, the ascension age and uh, how I believe our memories continue forever. However, uh, it's my understanding working with extraterrestrials that we can uh, come here, like be in the wheel of life, and uh, we can continue, as many uh, believe, 
that you get on this wheel and it just moves you forward and backwards and up and down and around and around. And some people believe until they get rid of their karma or whatever they've created in past lives, they will not get off the wheel. Now, I have another proposal to make that we can come and go as we please based on the fact of free will. Human nature is uh, nature's God and how we all exist together and what we create together as separate sparks of uh, the original I am or the original source or that which began. And some of the, there's some kind of feedback. Is it, Janet, because mine's down. Is it off of yours? Is Maybe it's just online. Not that I'm aware of. It, it may be accepted from mine. Oh. Anyway, just keep muted. going. Power of Okay. Rest. All right. Well, Janet likes to talk about the Roswell connection, and I apparently have one because it kept me on a quest in this reality from the time I was born working. Yeah, it went away, whatever. So maybe it was muting, having to keep us on mute in between. But uh, thank you, Karen. I uh, apparently, when we all tune in, there's some kind of feedback. But uh, huh. no, let's go back now. So it wasn't that. Well, uh, I guess we could mute our phones. There's a mute button on most cell phones. But, folks, helping, uh, thank you for calling in. I can see you guys calling in from New York, so thank you. Uh, we, together, working together as women, can each for, uh, hopefully remember our past lives. But that is part of being human now is the awakening is about your mindfulness, your inner mindfulness with that which we call a soul, which uh, may or may not be our memories. However, how else would we think we even have a soul without some type of memory of being who we are? And many of us get these uh, videos in our heads. Most everybody has what we call a screen of the mind. And what we also study is scotomas, S-C-A-T-O-M-A-S, scotomas. And this is a part of the uh, your reality that you live in that you may or may not be able to see. And I'd like to suggest that in this reality, they've created dimensionals with uh, the way that our cones and our eyes can see. A lot of people are blind, so you may wonder how do they express their reality if they can't see. What, what screens of the mind do they have? So all of this goes together in the UFO secret space because we're going to, I would like to be a part of a group. Uh, it can be women and men. It just happens to be that I was I chose uh, Janet years ago, or she chose me, and uh, then she's known Karen. And Janet and I met in 93, which I put up on our uh, tonight's uh, show, how we met at the Oahu Hilton Hawaiian Village at a psychic fair and also at Spiritual World Network at a Sunday Tune in. Uh, it was a spiritual quest we were both on about the same time. And it's very hard in your uh, soulmates and your soul groups to find each other in this reality. And so I feel like that what we're building now is dealing with what we suggested to each other we may do in this reality at this space and time I call the Ascension Age. So my sole purpose... Uh, there's that my time up, and that's I will time. get to later. Okay. Yep. Okay. We're doing Thank a roundtable. Bye. Okay. I'll go on round table. Okay. okay. Wait one second while I get this to stop. 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 I don't know why it doesn't stop. That's a pretty okay. sound. <laughs> Perfect for what I know, we do. but it's irritating when it won't stop. <laughs> okay. okay. Your turn. 
<laughs> well, my turn is I'll, I'm, I'm yes. going to pick up a little bit on what TJ said about Roswell. Well, Roswell meant a lot to Robert. In fact, he uh, crossed over and left this realm a few months ago in his Roswell T-shirt. And that's what he wanted to do and talked about it before he left and then had that experience that I talked about weeks ago. Um, But we went out there and years ago and walked around and tried to examine and actually we got some energy and some stuff. So that was always been very special to him. And because of that, it's been special to me. Um, I think it has a lot of good information, and I do think that's great. I mean, TJ's had a wonderful experience with with all that, and that's fabulous. Uh, mine comes more from within uh, that I'm contacted and connected. Uh, it's more of a feeling and I see things and there are lights that come on which which happens to everybody if they let themselves tune in uh but there's everything we're all connected for a reason it's like Paula Paula Harris wrote a book connecting the dots and I do believe that that the all of us are connected and, and we if you want to call it connected the dots there's a reason and it's a bigger like matrix why there are many matrix out there and we are all here doing this because we've been called upon by extraterrestrials to do this i believe that and to try to help out because in the physical plane at this moment it's been it's been coming to this point for years from what we're experiencing today but it just finally in the blink of an eye happened and all of the ancient texts talk about it, from Nostradamus to long before Jesus and the parts of the Bible. And so we're here now, folks. <laughs> we're here. And uh, we need to help to try to evolve and awaken and teach people how to ascend and that all these things aren't crazy. It's just we've been programmed and learned from the way we came in and how we grew up and what we got, that this is pretty crazy and weird and far out. Well, that may be to to some people, but there are ways to bring in uh, synchronicities that can confirm the the truth in that. And that's why uh, my dear friend Taryn sent me that beautiful little video i think it's like 10 minutes long of those two little girls telepathically beautifully telling what a much better job than what i'm doing right now and i try to post it every few weeks and hopefully people can listen to it because you know people's attention span are not very long now you know a lot of people have you know a short span because of the trauma of the covid and the feelings and it's totally different so, uh, but I do think that's great, and I may post it in a week or so from here. But I think it's important for us to stay in the moment, and the moment, like the past, present, and future, if you want to look at it like that, is really likened to like a time, like a like a flat line. 
you know, I used to tell Dr. Bormy then. He hated to hear the word flatline. Of course, he was a cardiologist. And, uh, but I used to say it's like into a line, you know, and there are different different spaces, and we come in from one to the other, if you can imagine, like a circle, and then there's skip a space and another circle. And so those would be like our past lives because we've had so many, our past theaters. And then when we can either come in or go out as an observer for a time because time and space is only relevant in this way on the earth plane through the moon, the sun, and the clock that, that we keep showing the times. And so we man has divided that. But outside of the earth reality, the time and space is totally measured differently. And so all of really, when say people say past lives, I have a hard time with that because maybe they're present lives, maybe they're future lives, maybe they were past. Am I, if I'm done, okay, I'm going to pass this yeah. on. Pass this on to you. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to get this stop. That's a great okay. sound. Stop? No, it doesn't stop. There we go. <laughs> okay. My turn. Okay, so I, I I guess I got a little bit distracted. I was watching the clock. So you have a problem with anyway. We'll have to I'll have to ask you um, something about past lives. Oh, uh, I remember a lot of my past lives, but I realize that that they're they're just lives, and this past, present, and future they could be simultaneous, and uh, us uh, our need to put it on a linear time frame <laughs> is just uh, our stuff, right? Um, we try to wrap our mind around reality, existence. What's going on? God, heaven, hell—you know, whatever we're trying to figure out, so we can define and, and catalog and label existence and reality. But what um, Errol the Great talks about is he calls she calls our species the souls or the spirits that that animate form the isbies because we we is we just is. <laughs> And we, we is and we want to be. So uh, the the desire to come into physical form is what pulls us into form to have these experiences between birth and death that we called lives. And every single life ever lived in whatever form is critical for the continuum. And the evolution of consciousness of all species, all beings, it goes into the Akashic Records, it goes into the collective field, and it benefits all. All the lessons learned from each individual benefits everybody. Um, so we're here in this separation modality so we can experience being separate. But we're always connected, we're always one, and we're always all Equal. So that, to me, was a very profound lesson to understand because we seem to, uh, here on the earth, we, we're locked in hierarchy and patriarchy and, you know, my God's better than your God and my <laughs> life is more important and I'm more important. And, or maybe some people are, I'm not as important as you. And so they, they get into um, idolizing 
celebrities and they're not valuing their own life and their own contributions. And sometimes your contribution could be just being a, a monk meditating and contemplating. It, it, you don't have to be a doobie, doobie, doobie. We are an isby. <laughs> we don't have to be doing things that um, other people judge us and value us based on what we do. But who are we? And how are we contributing on all levels, not just this uh, physical level of, of creation and destruction? So for me, uh, as an individual going through existence, contemplating life and trying to figure it out, that's why I, I research these things. And so on this website, and I invite TJ and Karen and the other people to go, I found an interview I did with Teresa J. Morris back in 2013. So we started broadcasting together in 2012. Actually, June, um, this past Sunday, was our eight-year anniversary of broadcasting together. And one of the broadcasts that I uncovered was uh, TJ's (laughs) uh, and Tom, her husband, Tom Morris, and Karen, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, how they how they met, and they discovered that they were a modern day Mister and Mrs. Smith. And uh, they discovered live on air as I was interviewing them. <laughs> so one of the things that's really critical about Tom and Teresa J. Morris is their connection to the Roswell craft and the the story behind the Roswell crash and the Rosetta Stone of the modern UFO era. And so I'm going back in time to, you know, 2013 to find this episode, and I want to talk about it, but I I don't know. We didn't have time to go over it, but maybe TJ would be willing to let me ask her a few questions about that interview because I listened to it again, part of it last night, and it was just amazing. Okay, I'm going to pass the talking stick to TJ. Take it away. TJ, are you there? Hello? Am I still on air? Yeah, you're still yeah, here. Hello? Can you hear me now? I was on mute. I apologize. Now I can hear I, you. I was on Go mute. Okay. okay. Well, uh, Okay. In this reality, so I was talking about go ahead. Tom. How you? Yes. You and Tom. How you met? Oh, uh, you, well. You tell us uh, your connection with Roswell. Well, my history in this reality has a lot to do with memories of extraterrestrials taking me and coming and going. But no one wants to believe that in the past history. But uh, we'll start with. What I can remember, there was always men in black involved or people that wore suits. And uh, originally, where my brain starts thinking about Tom is the man I was married to was a GS-11 or 13. I don't know because I never saw his paycheck. But I do know that uh, he was high up. He always had a lot of money in his pocket. He wore suits and he worked for the government. And he got me involved in some FBI cases on uh, in Hawaii and uh, he resented me doing my psychic work, but he seemed to be driven by these men in black to keep me doing it. 
And so one night in Hawaii on the island of Oahu, these men in black came and had uh, we just pulled up for I don't even know where we were. It doesn't matter. But they cornered him in the bushes and started talking to him. So it had to do with me, but he wouldn't tell me because they had our they wouldn't even let me see him. They stayed in this shadow. But I knew it was official business. But when you work for the government, folks, anything's possible. <laughs> and I was in personnel and information security at the time. But I had already been briefed with the uh, Central Intelligence Agency when I was called to Washington, D.C. And had uh, my second intake. It had been May 67 till May 87. I went through 20 years. So the CIA is very deep and in, in, with in, uh, involved with uh, Roswell and UFOs and Men in Black, and uh, these Men in Black made me feel like I wasn't included. But yet my husband, I kept, you know, you know how wives will do. When we went in the house, I was like, "What was that about? Who were they?" He's like, "Oh, it's, you know, it's no big deal. It's work business." He wouldn't tell me, but he finally said, "Okay, it had to do with you, okay?" And they've got something they want you to do on the mainland, so we'll be moving. I said, moving, just like that? He said, yeah. So I went on to my secret group with the the one that Janet was in, Spiritual World Network and Psychic, and told them, well, I'm moving. So uh, it was a real sad thing. So I went to uh, the mainland with him, and we drove cross-country. And we had to wait in California for our Cadillac. We were uppity-up kind of people. You know, I was living in and out of mansions, and it's a long story. But uh, it was a real uh, level of different levels I lived in then, different uh, areas of being different people, working for the government. But my husband, at the time, uh, we got divorced. Uh, That's a long story. I won't go into that. But in the process, the men in black came, and I was looking for a job because I – I was getting divorced from this man, and he he was high up with the Phillips family in Oklahoma, and I had to go do some work. Uh, I needed money, and so the men in black uh, went to these different places to get a job, and they visited a lady at a at a desk and said, "Tell her when she comes in here, we know she's coming in for an interview, that." Uh, She's not going to get hired, and that we came by and told her that we have something for her to do and stop looking for a job. She's not going to get a job with you. And this lady repeated this stuff to me, and she was real weird about it. She was a young, you know, like a woman that worked for the – it was a big corporation I was going to go work for. But she was very – you could tell she was uh, like – she was being made to deliver this message to me, but – so it was another thing where they visit the man, my husband, and then we get divorced. They visit the woman, and she's scared to death. And so she delivers the men in black's message. Then, lo and behold, I go and I start driving a truck. And I remember back in Fort Hood before that that uh, I had gone to see my daughter, and they were trying people in the uh, with three corps. Uh, they were trying to get me to drive a truck. Turns out, make a long story short, Janet, that Tom was driving a truck coast to coast, and they couldn't keep up with him because he was pulling for Johnson and Johnson. He met the owner, Johnson and Johnson. They wanted their stuff from New York, New Jersey to Cal- California. All right, well we'll have to wait for the next chapter. And that's the end of your turn. Great. Okay. I don't think you've heard that, but that's it's a long story. But I'm really just you know, okay. hitting the highlight. Long story. Okay. I'm, I'm on mute. We'll, we'll come well, back. I'm, to I'm, okay, I'll pick up a little bit on Here. what you said, TJ. It blends with what I'm going to say, and uh, 
and I just looked at some notes here. I forgot about this. So, uh, speaking of Robert, Robert went to he did his duty at Fort Hood, <laughs> and uh, so anyway. Uh, but back to what I was talking about with the uh, Roswell, we did also go to Area 51. And uh, I have some pictures, and I, I'm not sure if I told this before. I don't think so. But uh, we started out from Las Vegas three hours prior to arriving in Rachel, Nevada. And we didn't really realize it was that would take that long but I was determined to get there and so um, we started I I may have told this before but I'm going to go ahead and tell it again Um, we started and he said are you sure you want to do it it's getting late and I said well it's three and he said well it'll be six or seven by the time we get there and it'll probably be dark and I said well we really have to do it he said okay I'm with you I agree and so we took off, and we saw the beautiful, beautiful hills. There were no cars, rarely any cars at that time. And so we arrived at this place and had a hamburger called the Little Alien. And it's really cute. It's a little uh, trailer house that they've turned into a burger place. And you go in, and they have uh, three or four people working, and uh, they have the E.T. souvenirs and T-shirts and caps and that sort of thing. So we sat down and had a hamburger. And he said, do you know how, he said, "How?" I said, how are we going to get to the Area 51? And he was looking up on his map and he said, he called over this lady. And he said, could you tell us how we can get to Area 51? And she said, uh, well, it's a gravel road by the side here. And you have to go very slow, not to exceed 25 miles an hour, because some animals will be crossing, possibly. And then there will be a car. If you see a car that has uh, tinted black windows, don't worry about it, because it could be any color car, but, you know, don't worry, it's nothing. And uh, so he wrote everything down and I wanted to look at the t-shirts and so he paid and went out to the car and I didn't know he paid because I was over looking at the t-shirts and getting some for some friends and so forth and I asked uh, this one I said well which one do you think I should get and I thought hmm she sure seems she doesn't seem totally human and I thought she picked out the, they were really the good ones, the one that I could feel that I should get them. So I paid paid them, and she said, okay, uh, well, your husband, or he just paid for the meal. And I said, well, I'm going to pay for these. And I said, did he get the instructions on how to get to the 51? She said, yeah, it's the gravel road right to the side here. It's just like Bergstrom. And I said, what? She said, you heard me. And I went, Oh gosh! Well, I could, I didn't say any more. I knew not to say a thing, and I got out to the car. Well, Robert worked at Bergstrom Air Force Base when he got out of uh, A and M, and when he was back and forth from Fort Hood to Bergstrom and then to Ellington Ellington Air Force Base in Houston. And so I got the T-shirts. I said, "You're not going to believe what happened in there," and he said, "What?" I said, "Well." 
I was asking her if you really had the right way to get out there. This was dark, and you know, make sure. And he said, "Yeah." She said she gave him to. I said, "Well, she said it's just like Bergstrom." He said, "What?" I said, "That's what she said. That's what she said." And he said, "I said, what do you think?" I, I said, "Probably they checked us out at this time, so late going down there. They got our license plate and checked us out." I said, "Do you think it's the government?" Or do you think it's an E.T.? He said, I think it's an E.T. He said, I never thought those people were totally seeming like humans to me while I was in there. He said, didn't you notice how they operated? I said, yeah, I sure did. And so that's my story to add up to that. And we got down there, and it was really something. And uh, at that time, Robert had COPD, but he could walk around. And uh, I told him I wanted to get out of the car. And he said, "Okay, that's that's it for me. I'll pick this up later. I'll pass this to oh, you." Yep. Janet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me get this set. Okay, over to me. I and that's I've heard that story before, but it's very fascinating because, you know, TJ was talking about encountering the men in black. So you went to a store, and it's the alien, and people in the UFO field That's are very familiar with the alien, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. seemed to be, and you were there at what time in the morning? We were there at, it It, it was like, t- by the time we got, we left the hamburger place, it was about 10 o'clock, and he, and he said, are, he said, do you sure you want to go down this road? I said, oh, most definitely. Do you? And he so said, yeah. it was like yeah. 10 p.m., Yeah, it was like about 10. It was 7 when we got there. We kind of looked around at all the places while it was, and then it gradually became dark. And then after Mm -hmm. the time we got out of the the, uh, little burger place, it was really late, 9.30, 10 o'clock, because we hung out in there for a while. Okay, so then, so... They were still open at ten nine thirty ten o'clock, and they were the ones giving you directions. Yeah, they were closing. They'd already given him directions. Yeah, and then we left to go down there. And so uh, we'll pick that up. What you saw there? Oh, what happened? I'm not sure where I want to go. Well, you you sent me a video, and it looked like something was dancing around or something. Yeah, Derek sent that to you. Because what happened what is I took, I took pictures. I had a camera and I had an iPhone. And so I would take mm-hmm. pictures of it out there. I got as close to the red line as I could. And then I took right. pictures from my camera. And then I'd go back to the car where Robert was, and I'd leave the camera, and I'd go back with the iPhone and do it. And so Derek, uh-huh. because he was he was in the military for years, I mean, he took care of 20 troops in Afghanistan. I mean, he's brilliant. And that's the one Robert uh-huh. picked for, for me, to help me. And uh, uh-huh. But Derek said, this is, these are in motion. He said, you know, I'm going to send these to Janet, but he said, and be careful, you know, really, who you let see these. And I said, really? Oh, okay. So that's... FYI and what he said. If you have any questions, <laughs> you're more than happy to call him. <laughs> so, okay, and I can I finish will call him. The la- I can finish the last part when we go back around again and tell you what happened out there. So, and that was uh, some and of the I movement. Do go, 
that was right. So TJ has been to Area 51 um, from past interviews. She was sharing about Roswell. But I've never been, been to either. My experiences with the military were at Johnston Atoll, which is another whole story. But everything, all these things are connected by this. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not a railway. It's a... Um, like a uh, rapid transit system which operates on some kind of vacuum or I mean you can literally get in this rail type system which isn't a rail and go from uh, the west coast to the east coast in one hour you know it's like (laughs) so right just there and Mm -hmm. so even though you may be in one underground installation uh, it's nothing to you know, work across the country and then come back and go back to your house. That's what um, we talked about. Montauk, that's what happened to some of the people that worked at Montauk, like Stuart Wardlow. So I want to go into that because my focus... And that's how we were connected, too. I just had to say that. We were connected with that one. Yeah. Right, right. So we're we're connecting the dots. (laughs) We sure are. And, And... you know, correlating our stories. And so TJ and I have been dancing around each other for years, since 1993. And TJ's going to be up in like 30 seconds here. But Karen and even Paula and all of us in the UFO field, we're here for our connection. And I think if we Very. ever got our stories together and put aside any kind of differences or whatever, and just talk straight with each other. I think Well, it's interesting come up because I owe Paula so much. She's done so much for me. And that's how you and I met physically. You and Sasha mm-hmm. and I met Paula. Right. That's so we're going to pass this to TJ. We're going to keep this going. Okay. TJ, your turn. Take it away. Okay, the UFO secret space and the women that are doing the alienology and phenomenology and ufology, uh, including with parapsychologists, intuitive precognitionists, and ET experiencers, that should be quite a cosmos divine expo that I'd like to do or be a part of. Now, one thing that I found odd coming cross country with my husband, he had certain things he had to do. Now, uh Folks, I'd like to get this in a linear timeline, but there's so many timelines that I was a part of that it jumps all over the place. So it's been very hard for me to do one biography. So this is why it's important to do these radio shows, although I feel like I'm giving away intellectual property, which is my soul. But at the same time, what are we if we're not our memories? And uh, that was part of why I had to go by and see Dolores Cannon. Now, apparently, the men in black or the extraterrestrials are both because we didn't know they were CIA Mormon men in black. It always seemed to be they, uh, the ones you met were uh, part of the trusted, like the FBI agents. And I have the utmost respect for any intelligence agencies because I know how hard it was to get people we could trust that, with morals. It's all about moral responsibility to the humanoid Race, our, our, all the colors, all the religions, all whatever you want to call it, culture that separates human humanoids on the planet. And I felt like I was part of the, uh, I was observing this, having died. But I thought it was odd that uh, 
My husband, now I didn't know who Dolores Cannon was. For those of y'all that don't know, she's not like me. She's not a precognitionist or a psychic medium. She was, and she made sure I knew that. She said she was a hypnotherapist. So we had a talk in her office, and she said, oh, I hate that you got here late. My husband explained we were supposed to be there earlier because he was supposed to take me through this uh, a seminar event or something that she had. Uh, I'd never been to a UFO event, and uh, someone, either the ETs or the CIA or the Navy or the Air Force, I don't know because I was so involved with everybody, like Janet said, Area 51 people, that I I was living it. So there was no way I could look in on my own life and observe, okay? So I had to be the observer and the experiencer. You know, I was participating in my own life. So... Uh, I didn't know who she was. Now, now later on, now in my 60s, I'm trying to put this together from having lived it. In other words, I've already been on the trip and the journey. So I was hoping Janet and Karen could help me. Like, uh, I guess I hadn't read Paula's book. I guess I should, Connecting the Dots. But Janet and I have been seeing that together since 2012. We were going to connect the dots. It's going to be a long time coming, but on the trip over in the blue Cadillac, which is going to be interesting because later on the, there was a blue Cadillac in Oklahoma where these men in black, I meet a tall extraterrestrial, now very tall, that I was told to never talk about. So I don't know if now I'm going to hell or if they're going to kill me or if they even care anymore. <laughs> but at that time, I was never supposed to mention that person uh, but having to meet Dolores Cannon, and she wanted me to meet her daughter. She was really big on me meeting her daughter. But her daughter, she called her daughter twice. Her daughter had gone to the store. She didn't know we were coming by. And she called her twice, but we stayed till dark. And then my husband drove me around there. It was a really Victorian-looking place in the, in the mountains. And when I was a little girl, I used to visit Magazine Mountain in the Ozarks. But uh, I've never gone back. Uh, and talk to Dolores, but she's on the other side now. But I do know that somehow, either the ETs or the intelligence agency or whoever or both of them working together, I've never figured that out yet. So this is part of my quest before I die is to get this story down because it's going to help a lot of people, my children and my grandchildren and anybody else that comes to this planet because this planet's going to be here. It's been here for billions, so 38 point something billion for the whole universe. Now, my quest right now is I'm working on the Uni, Multimeta, Xeno, and Omniverse. That's the first five levels, adding Alpha and Omega to seven. And Janet calls them like the Russian dolls. But I'm also working with people that are uh, sci- uh, they're scientists, they're quantum physicists. And we're working on how all the different parts of the uh, human uh, levels of soul and memory work together because now they believe it. I've lived long enough, and I wrote about it long enough, but they kept taking it down off of Wikipedia. (laughs) I was putting it as fact, and they were taking it down, but they'd leave it up for a while because people in the science fiction business were using my information on the various levels of existence of quantum physics, especially back in the day when a book was written, and the Chinese picked me up and put it in their Chinese book on the dot theory, which I had, and they they actually copied it in Chinese. So my name, Teresa J. Thurman Morris, is in the science book in China, and they used it. So there's multi-layers here. So it's going to be fun to see how we're all part of this ascension age. And the Roswell was because it kept me grounded. I went to see Glenn Dennis, and uh, I think I talked about that before, but 
As far as staying on one timeline, this is going to be a little complicated, so I may have to jump around and then let's go put it. I want to mention, yes, Area 51. I did go there quite a lot. And then uh, some people uh, had a, a, a group there. I flew in one time, and the, some Jesuits saved me. They were at a conference. But uh, I have been approached twice about getting on the plane to Jan- the Janet Airlines or the bus. And I had no recollection of getting on the I have to this day. Now, I have with a Humvee at night with my husband and a general or colonel or whoever was in charge of one of the Area 51 levels. So I have that memory. Uh, but uh, I'm sort of like Dr. Rick Miller. Rick Miller uh, is a great psychic man. He helped feed the uh, Navy and the uh, men that worked in special projects. And uh, so I had skills. And because I was intuitive, I believe that I got to work not only uh, like uh, I wanted Karen involved because of the vibration. We were studying back uh, in early 80s uh, before I got my uh, all to the ministry for God or ETs or both, whatever it is, that uh, we were working on the uh, sound vibration colors and all the stuff in the psychic awakening classes that I wound up writing and forming with other people that were already there in the 60s, 70s. And I worked on the 1111, and uh, there's certain groups of people, intuitively speaking, including Jack Campbell and Chicken Soup for the Soul. And then there was uh, John Gray hey, with Men in Black. Hey, you did more out of time. Okay. I don't know what happened to my timer. Pass it. So it, it went, All right, well, you can I, I call time. Pass it to Karen. We'll come back. Okay. Karen, Calling time. Okay. okay. Sure. Oh, you ready for me? or? Yes, uh-huh. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you said. Okay, I should pick up where I left off. Uh, so back sure. to the Area 51. I mean, I haven't had the experience that TJ you have, but you know, we just got to the front. So um, there were. I took these pictures, and they came out. I didn't know one of them was a video until Derek helped me find it last week. And he said, oh, my goodness, he said, uh, I think he sent it to you, Janet, but he said that you mm-hmm. were the only person he was going to send it to. He said, you have to be wow. careful with this. And uh, I said, oh, okay. He said, well, I think we posted enough of those pictures for right now. He said, you don't want to be visited by the men in black. <laughs> and he said that. He's <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's a strong guy. He was a great soldier. And I said, uh, okay, I, I'll do whatever you say. And so that's it. And it was it was really the energy out there, as you saw in the pictures, that wasn't me juggling the camera. And if he oh. sent you the ones that I think he did, nobody was juggling the camera. Nobody was moving. And so if you want to wow. ask him about it, we can talk. And another time mm-hmm. But uh, the whole time this was happening Robert was in the car Feeling and understanding And having experiences That that he had a lot of people Around us But he couldn't physically see them And he kept saying How much longer are you going to go back and forth Out there And I said well I've just been out there two to three times He said well I think that we have A lot of people around I said I don't see anybody and he said, well, you don't have to see them. You can feel them. And he said, let's just do one more time. You can go one more time. And he said, and I said, <laughs> okay. I went out there again, took some more stuff. And it was just like, you know, 
12 feet from the car. And then I walked back, and he said, okay, it's time to go. And I said, okay. And we turned back around and slowly went back down the gravel road, and there was a white car with the black tinted windows. And he said, now that interests me after what I was feeling up there. And I said, what do you think? He said, I don't know. And so that was it when we left Area 51, and we drove all the way back to Las Vegas. And it was interesting. It was what it was. But we weren't we weren't alone, and that's what is seen in some of those pictures. So quite interesting. Well, wow. so that's all I have to say about Area 51. I don't have the experience of any military or anything like that. I was just seeking and trying to find out and feel. I could feel a presence, but I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see any of the movement that were that were on the pictures until I saw the pictures. But to me, nothing was moving. So that was interesting. interesting. So okay. other than that, that's what that's what all I have to say about that. We just yeah. So okay, you anything else you want to say? You're, you have a minute and twenty seconds. You want to pass the talk? No, I, I will here? tell you that I think that that uh, you know it had some really good energy. It was a fabulous experience, one that will stay with you forever. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start the timer again. Uh, my turn. So I I was not at Area 51, but I was on Johnson Atoll. On Johnson Atoll. I ended up following a boyfriend to the island. I was living in Oahu in, in Hawaii, and he had trouble uh, maintaining a job because he kept getting fired because he was basically an alcoholic. But he came from a military family, and he told me stories about how when he was a kid, his um, mother remarried, and she married a man that would take him to the um, the silos with the missiles, the nuclear warheads, and he said he would look down and at these huge missiles that were underground. And um, so, anyway, he was, I guess, bragging and sharing that with me, but he had some connections. So he had been on Johnson H. Hall, which you have to have some clearance to get on it, and he was no longer in the military. He was civilian uh, working for the military, and he said um, he wanted to go back someday. Day. So I was with him for four years altogether, and at one point he said, you know, I can't, I can't keep a job here, so I'm going to go back to Johnson Atoll, and I'm, going to, I'm not abandoning you. I'm not leaving you. Um, we were living together, but it sure felt like I was abandoned. But he said, don't worry, I'm going to get you a job there. So uh, he left, and uh, if you look at Johnson Atoll, you can Google it, it looks like a um, aircraft carrier, but it's an island. And they, the military shaped it into basically a landing field in the middle. It was about three and a half miles by uh, one mile wide or something like that. And, and on the far end, they the story, the operating story was this, this is where they brought all the chemical weapons uh, voluntarily. They were uh, surrendered to the United States to take them to this this island where they were broken down into elements and neutralized. So that was the um, the cover story. It's always a cover story. 
and it had been in operation since World War II. And if you look at it from an aerial picture, there's a part where it's really deep, dark blue waters, very dark blue. Well, when I got there, um, and I've been researching this since 1995, when I landed December of 95, he did get me a job. It was an on-the-phone on interview. They hired me. Next thing I knew, I'm selling everything I own, <laughs> putting the rest in storage, and I'm on a military transport, the ones where you have to wear the air, plug, air the plugs, and you sit in the back, and it just vibrates, and it's horrible, and it's like a two-hour ride, and and there was a bunch of other people, and when you land on the island, they you had to go through a test to prove that you could smell. Well, little did they know, I could not smell whatsoever, and I thought, I'm going to get sent back, and it was like, um, they they let me in, and they let me in because I'm an ET contactee, and I've been a contactee all my life, and I didn't know what was in store for me, but I pieced it together, so... I'm working a regular job. I'm on a military base. Um, there's very few women there, like 25% women. I'm involved with my boyfriend, but lo and behold, he gets fired. So I end up getting involved with another gentleman, and then he he dumps me, and then I end up with the third boyfriend because you just could not be there alone because if you were alone, the pressure of the men, they all wanted you. You had to have, it was like an unwritten law. You had to have a man by your side or else you were... You were dog meat, and they were all trying to consume you. So I didn't want that, so I always had a boyfriend. So I'm there um, about a year, and a couple times I had people trying to romance me, and they're, they're taking around and said, uh, see that, that thing up on the uh, telephone pole? And, and the transportation system was golf carts or bikes, so we're on a golf cart, and this guy's trying to basically get my pants and impress me. And he says, well, we can we can see and hear everything you're saying all over the island. So he was revealing to me technology that was way in advance of what normal human beings are aware of. And so then I, it made me think, like, oh, my God, what did I say? <laughs> the people that are focused on phones are tracking us, and basically they can pick up words and signals. They could be outside in your yard or across the street. And they they don't I'm not sure the old how it works, but they don't need much to pick up everything you're saying. And I'm running out of time. I'm gonna pass it on to T J, your turn. T J you're okay, talking about you. Area fifty one in Roswell and Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about my clearance. Uh, I got my clearance uh, right out of boot camp in Orlando, Florida. For some reason, I didn't know what a Q clearance was, so I was trying to look that up. I thought that sounded strange. But uh, later on, I figure out, I knew I was on a plane with uh, J. Allen Hynek. So... I would like to know how all these different groups fit because later, you know, I was, I had above the president of the United States, which seems like he would like to know that, that there's beings that work in intelligence that have higher clearances because I was told it was for, uh, what did they call that? Darn it, I wrote about that years ago. I've forgotten folks more than I can remember. Uh, where he, a plausible deniability, this is way before Trump got in, 
I, I believe that anybody that goes into that position has got to have their head examined or needs their head examined because there's so much power, but you don't have the power you think you do. It's strictly a political position to keep people uh, – well, what's anything? I won't go into that. But anyway, security clearances, uh, they put a lot of people – and think about it, study study organizations, entrepreneurs, and – Corporate and how they pick corporate heads for marketing promotional periods. They don't necessarily know how to run the money. But, uh, you know, security clearances is given to those they trust. And there's reasons. The big one back in the day when I was going through was you didn't do drugs. Fortunately, I didn't do drugs. And that's why they use a lot of Mormons, Latter-day Saints, because they're trained in their uh, religious background not to do anything to harm their body, not even coffee and chocolate. But I had to go off of that to be sealed in the temple. So... I do know uh, some of the Mormons of the Latter-day Saints or those of Joseph Smith. Uh, they were chosen to work inside the government. FBI was very hard to get in. You needed really basically a law degree, but high, high level. But I got to uh, go in and out of FBI offices and work with the whoever special agent in charge. Uh, so the FBI and me were always involved. I talked to one of the attorneys I worked for in Houston, and I don't even know that he knew that, but... He should have because he talked to James Posey, Investigative Services in Birmingham, Alabama, and hired him because uh, I had assured confidential investigative reports. And uh, anyway, all this was all before I ever went to the government. So apparently, they uh, whether they knew or not, they had some reports of me dying, and the Catholic Church wanted me uh, to know more about me years and years ago because of my level of extraterrestrials. This is way before I got my clearance. Now, apparently, they didn't pull all that in when they were giving me. I had secret, and then working in personnel information security, I had to learn how you got your clearances from national agency entrance to national agency check to confidential to secrets, top secret, to crypto, to you know above top secret, which we have compartmentalizations. And I don't even know what it is today. I haven't worked in that business for years. So I'm just talking basic anybody can know. But I don't remember anything about the Air Force Base and the Q clearance. But uh, And I still, to the, uh, I, I, it had something to do with nuclear. I know that. And then my above top secret had to do with royalty. And I've told you about Royal 14. And there was an argument with the Army and some people in Chattanooga when the CIA came to visit and uh, Tom, they wrote, they taught, CIA people taught about my husband and his his uh, cases out of country to teach those levels. And that's Tom, what Janet was asking me about how I met Tom. But uh, I met Tom driving a truck. Uh, I, uh, we were, it was in Dallas where Karen is. So uh, there's a reason I met him. They couldn't keep up with him, but it was one level of the Pentagon and a man from the Pentagon offered me a position at Fort Hood, and they kept me overnight, and I had to sleep, and I don't I guess they programmed me somewhat. I don't know how that works, but I do know that when I was in uh, Lowry Air Force, Lowry, uh, at Langley, it was called uh, Langley, but it was outside in Tyson's Corners, and that's where they had me do my uh, retina scan, polygraph, write stories, talk to psychiatrists, get uh, everything down so they knew I could write. For some reason, that was important, what I'm doing now. But I don't know if the CIA has any clue that the men in black are the same or extraterrestrials. Now, I was told that some of them had to do with the nuclear people, 
All right, my time's up for right now. So. Okay, Janet, your time. Okay, bookmark where you are. Okay, hold on. Can you set? Uh, don't we go to Karen now? Or no, that was Karen. Yeah. Is it me now? That's me. Okay. Oh wait, no, it's hold you on. now. Okay. You now. I'm getting confused. You and then Karen me and me okay. and then you. So, Karen and me. Back, back, back. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I was on Johnson and Call, I'm going back to my story. We're going back around the story because there's a connection here. There's a tie to all of us. All three of us are so connected. I hate to have to write this book. And we have our individual <laughs> lives. We are. Uh, yeah, well, we, 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 we will. This is getting written. So, um, what I but I've been piecing together now, and I talk to my husband every day, and I'm having these uh, downloads on a nightly basis. And apparently, to you know, cut to the end of the story, but in stories, all good stories have backlashes, right? So it's not sequential. Life and existence is always going back and forth, and back and forth, and remembering and forgetting. And so what I remembered was I was on this military base, and I had my cover story job, which was first was data entry, and then I got moved to the library. But when I was in the library, I was like Preston Nichols, and, and uh, I would be there alone for hours. Not a single person would ever come see me or come into this library. This library was a front. Nobody came into the library. I was there all alone. But I realized in reflection and uh, recovering of memories is that I was, under, I was in the underground installation, and I was working there on an ongoing basis. But at the end of this whole thing, there was like a graduation, and there was all kinds of things going on that I don't remember, and I really need a good hypnotherapist, and I should get my husband, but sometimes it's better to work with somebody that isn't your husband because um, they were preparing me for this ritual with a bunch of extraterrestrials, and uh, and then I was shown the dragon at the end of time, which is all going to be part of my book. The importance of this was is that I, I opened a Stargate, a portal, and TJ talks about opening the Stargate, the portal, and sending a signal through, and it takes time to send it and come in and bring it back. Well, this, this Stargate that is underneath Johnson Atoll is like the halls of a mentee that were described by Soth, Toth, Negashida, and, and TJ has a remembrance of an incarnation as those uh, taught Nigashina, and, and I have some remembrances of being Nimma. And so what does it mean to be or to have an incarnation? And oh, at the highest level of existence, we all are one, and we're one person who subparses our lives into segments, but it's one life that we have segments of. So I think we have access to the totality of each and every one of us, individually and collectively. And as we're going through life and we have things that have significance or relevance to a previous life, like a, a power figure, like an archetype, like Nimma, who was the mother, mother creator's god, creator god, like Enki, who's, who's the father god, and Enlil, and all the Anunnaki, and, and even above that level, we reach the archetypal level, and the archetypal level comes through us, and we remember as if we were they, and we are able to access the information. So I was down at this ritual, which was a graduation, 
and it was the day that the portal was going to open. And I had to stand in the right in the right place. I was dressed in a um, like a, a gown from Henry the Eighth time, and everybody around me was dressed. It was like eyes wide shut, but everybody had individual gowns and, and costumes that were just right out of a Hollywood movie. And as I stood in the in this beam of light that made a circle on the floor and in the interior of the earth and the halls of Amenti, this tall obsidian wall dissolved and we were able to see the dragon, which is the mother dragon. And it's, see, it's a giant race. You know, we have stories of giants and, and there were humans that were 30, 40 feet tall, but there were also <laughs> giant dragons that were just like smog and, the Lord of the Rings, and the memory of that came through J.R.R. Tolkien, and he told a tale which we told in Hollywood. So everything goes round and round in circles, and you think it's not me, and then it is me, and it's the story of them and the story of us, but it's a human story, and we all have pieces of it that we access, and it's important for us to tell our tale. End of my time. Karen. Yes, I think that's Your turn. true. I, let me see. Okay, what? Stopping. Starting. Oh, that's that's perfect. Perfect sound for what we're doing. Okay, um, go but, for it. <laughs> I think we all have these these lives, these existences, and I think that we're all being communicated with. There are people who tend to avoid it, and apparently there are more that that avoid it than don't for the way they were raised, where they came in, what they decided to do, to keep the cozy pillow. Well, the pillow's not very cozy anymore, and then things start to happen, and the uh, higher masters, the higher at the angels, the the other races that are not from this planet are stepping in to assist these people to start to desire to seek within their life, to seek what's beyond here, to seek what it's like, and then they can ask questions, and then they can go forward. It's actually a beautiful time to raise the spiritual part of self and to really be close to God, the source the force, whatever word, because these are the times that you get your answers on those levels. And you know things start to come in in an invisible thought. It doesn't manifest in the heavy uh, 3D that we're looking at the walls right now or whatever. It is within, and it is a feeling, and it can manifest, and they're trying to make contact to make it easier because if our frequency as a mass is lifted high enough, all this stuff that's going on out there is going to be healed and it's going to go away. So we're in a testing form, and that's my belief, and that's what I've been told uh, when I've gone into a meditative state of altered consciousness. And those are the pictures I receive. Because I receive pictures, and like whenever I have a student, uh, I am able to read their vibration 
as we talk, the energy and the sound, and then I take that information and I go into my recording studio and I make the MP3 that they're needed in order to help their consciousness and their mind, the brain, to ascend to that level and to increase their visual ability and their trust in themselves. That's the biggest one, is being able to trust in your own ability of the I am consciousness power. And if everybody would work toward that, the love would happen. People need to be nice to each other. People need to applaud each other, especially in these fields that we're all in. We need to support each other. If we could all support each other like what we're doing uh, and even go beyond that, then we could reach people more. But all of this ability, there's still a lot of uh, frustration and many people work this COVID fear in many different ways, in fear of losing their job, fear of what they're going to do, fear of, you know, not being able to get into the doctor, fear of everything. I mean, all of the outlets that people could go to get better have been blocked for a reason, and that's what I I believe that. So it's people who have been connected by the dots like us and others and all the people that we know that are out there. We have a mission. We have an assignment that we are here to do, not for ego, not to be number one or this or that, or, but to really help awaken, to say we have a beautiful planet, a beautiful planet, and probably the most beautiful one in the Milky Way. But it's up to us now to go forward and it's up to because when you when you teach this or you do any hypnosis like you know probably Sasha understands this and you too because both of you all really do this uh, you know how when you reach somebody you're trying to say words well there are no words so you have to use the tone of the words and then transport the picture that you're getting from your words to where they can understand it and they can see the picture too. And I call on Jesus, I call on Buddha, I call on all of these, and Archangel Michael especially, to help me do this, and also the ETs that are around me. And I ask for help with words and the energy I need necessary to transmit the energy to the person and all my work's done virtually now because I don't nobody nobody I don't see anybody in person. In a way it's good. In a way I think it's better because I think people get more out a lot. Because I think we're working also toward uh, a lot of IT stuff growing in in the computer industry. And this may be a part of it. I think we're gonna see more and more people relying on this. And that's that was my story. I can pass it on to to whomever. Okay, TJ's next. Okay, let me uh, reset this. And TJ, take it away. Okay, well, I hope we're doing some good here on UFO Secret Space. Is how Janet uh, markets this 
Friday night show, so I'll put up UFO Secret Space 2, TJ Marcy, T Reports, how the three of us are coming together to explore as women. Now, maybe, with maybe regard- we could have people... Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to interject one little thing. Maybe there are people out there who have questions who want to ask us. Well, we can have okay. a show uh, during the week for shows. Anyone? In the future, we could do that. There's nobody on tonight. We're under paranormal. Uh, nobody has if we're going to do spiritual shows, yeah, they did from New York, but they hung up already. But if we do spiritual shows, we have to okay. go under spirituality, Karen. It's the way blog talk is set up. Paranormal is more with the oh. men that, that you already know in the business that have done events. So they run their radio shows under paranormal podcasts. So I'll put ours. I don't know, oh, Janet. What okay. do you I don't know the IP Okay. But uh, anyway, I don't even know where okay. I was now, Janet. We'll have to. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so I, I don't even know what happened. I cancel that. We'll start over. Okay. Go start over. Yeah, we, Ready? Okay, Your well, turn. Start. Go ahead. Okay. Let's go back. Let's get back on topic. Okay. You have a secret space and the story the three women are telling. Each of us are telling our part, and I have lots that I can think of when the women are going through theirs, so it makes my mind uh, remember things, folks. So that's another reason that the radio shows are good. So hopefully we're going to put this together, and uh, maybe we'll show up at events and tell our story together. But uh, I did do psychic fairs, and that's how I met Janet, uh, Carol Lesson, and she got in our Spiritual World Network. And we were on a spiritual quest together, spiritual journey, and I'd like to start getting this before I pass over as to how this affects all of us, because we're all the same. It's just like playing a game uh, in your mind, I would think, that uh, what are you interested in? What drives your energy? And wherever your thoughts go, your energy flows, or if we're all energy. And we're looking now at the level of, they thought when we got the Higgs boson uh, figured out uh, at the lowest level in the microcosm that we would be able to figure out what life is but they still haven't figured out. They don't know what conscious is. No one. And I watch the science festivals on uh, YouTube, and I encourage you to. And, and watch how far they've gotten on the plasticity of the brain. But they don't really think the brain is the mind. They're learning how different parts of the brain store energy. And I'm sure you've seen people with a stroke, how one side of the body shuts down. Uh, and I've seen it. And I've watched my husband and my daughter die being right there when they pass and that something changes in their uh, skin and the energy that is the electricity as it leaves it's like a vacuum it sucks the skin down to the bone Uh, so I know there's some kind of fluid water energy that we are uh, that that makes us animate the human body now as far as the UFOs and what Karen and Janet are doing I believe this is no coincidence that the three of us are interested in ufology, alienology, and metaphysics. I call it metaphysics because that's one of the first forms of human uh, thoughts, transference, and how I'm going to work in the future. Very few people can get to me. I don't know if it's the bots or the intelligence agency or Google or Yahoo or Facebook or none of the above, but my phones seem to go direct to uh, – I turn off the – I, I turn on the electricity and the phones, and everything says that they're on. Everything's working good. Even today, my computer was off, and the sound when I get on is completely off with an X on it. So I'm watching some kind of uh, intelligence trying to control my reality as to who can get in and who can't electric- electrically. 
because we are energy-based. And Karen studying energy and biology and uh, friends, and she's worked around the world. And I've been on the same street she's talked about, the same dirt road with two different husbands uh, in Area 51 area and down from the Laley Inn. <laughs> wow. So I like that road, oh, and I, right. I know what time. it feels like. Yeah, not at the same yeah. time, of course. But, you know, who knows? I'm not <laughs> judging it. But roads uh, that lead to nowhere, or do they lead to the extraterrestrials? Now, I got hair, hairy, weird feelings. So I know that in my extraterrestrial journey with beings that I don't call human, they were they were human, they looked human, but they weren't human. So they looked different, felt different. But just the fact that I'm curious into these extraterrestrial beings and how they set up scenarios with my cars and motorcycles. and I'd like to talk about the things that I experienced firsthand that nobody's going to be able to give me an explanation. But I've seen how it goes on the History Channel on Hangar 1 and how Jan... Uh, Cars in running mutual UFO network. How they take your stories. Some people are getting paid out there to be on these shows, and others aren't. They're just talking free, and we're talking free here. But the intellectual property is each individual. But nobody seems to care anymore because we're all putting our knowledge out there free, open source. But the ones on top are making all the money, and the advertisers. I wonder if they're controlling are the companies that make the money off of what I see. But I do know that there's some part, and I don't mean a conspiracy theory because it's not only happening to me, it's happened to everybody, every one of us, because we're all inside the Internet. And I'm pro-Internet because it keeps us in communicating and information. But what price are we paying? So now that I know around the world we're going to be voting, we have our own soul inside a container, which is our body, mind, spirit, and here in America, we're fixing to vote for the most powerful person on the entire planet. That's the president of the United States of America. So I'm not a politician, and I don't want to be. And I sure don't want to be the president of the United States. I don't care whether it's male or female. The point is we have to work together as our mind thoughts to get everybody to be responsible for their own human free will, their own free thoughts, and get them to form committees and work together and make changes for the betterment of the entire human race. So be inside, inside and outside. We're both inner and outer. We're microcosm and we're macrocosm. We're all our own universe. So I know we're going to be having the last 20 minutes to uh, throw around here with the girls, but I hope that this meeting of why I, this one show I can get through, I'll try to get through on Thursdays and Saturdays for different organizations. But let me know what it is that you want to promote with me. But I'm going to promote as an independent soul that my vote counts. So everybody vote your thoughts, vote your free will, vote because it's going to come down to electoral votes. And this is something we need to change in America. And I'm not a politician, and I don't like to do politics. But when it comes to the UFO business, I'm going to be out there for whoever will help me get the real story out. That means connect my dots with the people that want to be in my group, my club, because you almost have to have a private club of citizens that want to come together for common causes. And that's why they had the clearances and the need to know and why it all got set up from back in the Roswell time. So Roswell is the big, uh, what do they call that on a timeline, a benchmark. And we the need Rosetta to get into Stone. how they started controlling Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Okay. Am I out of time? So I, I, need to, I need to stop you. You're out of time, but remember that's where fine. you are. Uh, I want to do a little bit of an experiment here, so I'm going to uh, start my timer. Uh, 
I have this uh, interview, and I want to see if you can hear this. So I'm going to play it, um, but I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it. I don't know how it works. But there's some way, I guess I would have to um, put it on. Well, play it, and we'll see if we can hear it. We'll tell you. Okay. So let me put it on speaker. I have to take my headphone off. I have to put this on speaker. 25.7.1947. Yeah, we hear it. First session. Can you? You can hear it. I can. Yeah. You both can. You understand the subject of time. Okay. Time is simply an arbitrary measure of the motion of objects through space. We can't hear it with you talking. Space is not limited. Space is determined by the point of view of an ISTE when viewing an object. The distance between an ISBE and the object being viewed is called space. Objects or energy masses in space do not necessarily move in a linear fashion. In this universe, objects tend to move randomly or in a curving or cyclical pattern or as determined by agreed upon rules. History is not only a linear record of events, as many authors of Earth history books imply, because it is not a string that can be stretched out and marked like a measuring tool. History is a subjective observation of the movement of objects through space, recorded from the point of view of a survivor rather than of those who succumbed. Events occur interactively and concurrently, just as the biological body has a heart that pumps blood, while the lungs provide oxygen to the cells, which reproduce, using energy from the sun and chemicals from plants at the same time as the liver strains toxic waste from the blood and eliminates them through the bladder and the bowel. All of these interactions are concurrent and simultaneous. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. I wanted to see if you could hear that. Um, Yeah, it was better in the beginning, but when you... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It was better in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, I could hear it. I'm going to make some notes about this, uh, and I encourage you to make some notes about this, because this is what Errol the Gray was saying at Roswell. And there is a story that we recorded somewhere, TJ, and maybe you can help me find it, uh, where you were talking about your connection with Errol the Gray. I don't know if you remember it or if you can find those recordings. This It'll is be back on in Aquarius. and 2013. That would be on your list on Blog Talk Radio. All right, so I'm trying to find it. It'll be on your list on Blog Talk Um, Radio. I was on your show, not mine. So it's not in my shows. It's in your archive. That we want. Yeah. Okay, I will look for that. Um, You'll have to go back. I I don't know when it was. I'll try to find it, but I don't know if you put my name on there, probably. So we can go back. I don't remember when you recorded me, Janet. Uh, uh, Karen, well, we used to I do shows, either mine or hers. Right. Yeah. I think we well, recorded find this information. It. You were in a deep so hypnotic state. Because sometimes when we, well, because it's the Rosetta Stone. Uh, okay. Okay. Most things get blocked. Most things get blocked because our egos jump in and they stop things. But we oh, yeah. were in a zone talking, which was a cadence of the rhythm. And whenever, you know, people think of hypnosis and it's all magical and, you know, yeah. watch swinging. But 
you get into a hypnotic groove when you're having a conversation, and you know how you lose time and space when you're really deep in the zone. So you and I had gotten in this conversational zone, and we were talking about the, the Roswell crash, which you were saying it was delivered. And so that's uh, you. You put a key, and and I don't want to give. I'll, I will save this for later after we find this episode. But you were telling us how uh, the listeners and me at the time how you were connected with the Roswell crash and the extraterrestrials that were on it, and it was your connection and Thomas's connection, and how it was not a crash, but it was delivered, et cetera, et cetera. So it was very, it was, it was an important key. There's certain keys in, in, in existence. So this was a key. So I want to go back and find that, and then I'll play that. And I'm running out of time. Um, but if we can reconstruct this, you were you were coming out and going to tell this story about the Roswell crash, and you were connected with Stanton Freeman, and you and Tom wrote an article or something, and you published it, and then. They made you pull it, and they, and you went, and all the copies were gone. So there was going to be disclosure back. I'm not sure what year that was when you wrote the article, and then they they pulled it. But you and Tom, when you met, started connecting the dots around your connection in the military, your connection with extraterrestrials, both in this lifetime. That was in the 80s. Lifetime. Yeah, 90s. Huh? That was in the and 90s. Right. So oh, okay. I'm talking. Do you want to go next, Karen, or do you want to dress this, or do you want to take it, TJ? I just wanted to drop that bomb. And no, Karen go can go. It's her turn next. Karen, you got well, five minutes. If you all have something to complete, go ahead and complete it, because, you know, just go ahead and complete what you were saying. That's most important. Okay. Because all I don't right, really have anything the... specific. There's a flow going between you two that needs to continue. Okay, well, I don't want your followers to get upset with us, Karen, because you, you still oh, get five Karen, minutes okay. in. We'll just swap, no, Janet. Fine. Swap my five minutes for Karen's. All right, so that was in the 90s. And what happened, Karen and whoever's listening, Janet's followers, Karen's followers, uh, the UFO Association followers, is uh, I didn't know, and nor did my husband, that we were on a UFO mission. We were on the UFO mission separate. Uh, so when we found out oh. Janet put the story together by putting our backgrounds together somehow. But uh, what she's talking about is I did come on her show, and some of the Roswell intelligence came out through me. I don't know if you want to call me a channel or oracle, a medium, or just me, because I, I have various levels of you know conscious, subconscious. But I was trained uh, in the various levels, and when I was at Larry Air Force Base, in my sleep, I do know that, and I do know when I went to Lowry, they gave me a sodium pentothal, a little bit, sort of creamy, white, yellowy stuff. But uh, they said that the nurse said she didn't, but I'd been a corpsman, and I know you don't push in and then swap and then put the new tube in to draw blood. I just draw in blood. It's like, no, and it changed the way I felt. So I have a lot of issues that I've got to go through telling this story because they're very deep. So Janet did a deep dive once and got me off guard, and I started remembering, like Karen, you'll hear, we have these videos go off in our head. So the way I remember it is I was reliving a video in my head, which is what Tom could do. 
Now, some people call them portals, and I know the extraterrestrials train us to open portals, and uh, that Graham Hancock or Graham somebody uh, was on our show with Janet. He wanted me to teach Grant him Cameron. stuff Grant, Grant Cameron. Okay, Grant Cameron. Well, Grant had almost yes. gotten me to a point. If I like somebody, I'll do my best to help educate them. But we all can do this, so it's not about levels. It's about what you already know how to do and where do you get that knowledge. So the government, in, in all my years, I believe they had different intelligence agencies trying to find out how to do this in space. And also my husband and I were comparing notes of uh, uh, we kept saying it was nuclear microwaves. We would confuse them because they were trying to hear like C. SETI, and uh, I talked to the lady that they did the movie about. Anyway, it was all involved, including Don Berliner. I said Berliner, and it was Berliner. He liked, but uh, there was people that were investigators in the 80s and 70s, so I'm putting all this together. But I don't know, and I think the government, some form of government wanted me to put the extraterrestrial story together. I truly believe that. Now, I don't know which one, though. I don't know if it's the Navy or the CIA said, do you mind if we buy your contract, or if it was the U.S. Treasury, because I wound up working for the U.S. Treasury because they told me I was. I don't know who owns the knowledge anymore. They call it intellectual property. So now that I'm retired, I guess it's mine and the radio show here, or mine, Karen's, and Janet. I don't know. All I know is people were after the intellectual property. And that I was an operating agent. I was a freelance. So Janet was able to get a piece of me. And I know that whenever I would, things would change in my life. People would get upset. Some things would be shut down. Uh, I was on uh, one with uh, Janet and me had Alfred Lambermont Weber. And he got shut down. He said it's complicated. He took it off because a friend of mine in Texas, Jim Mars, and then uh, some uh, Scientology people out got in touch with me, and they came on mine and Janet's show. So this is very deep, folks. It's very layered. A lot of people want the knowledge, but especially the people that get us in space. So I had for a while a lot of uh, different uh, government contractors that do, uh, like Grumman, uh, Northrop, all these different people were trying to get what I knew. And some of the people would call me individually scientists or engineers wanting to know how these things work. So I helped some of them on some quantum levels and some on uh, creating holograms in your in your living room. I got that from Tom. But a lot of it is psychic abilities. And Janet found Karen, but Preston Nichols, I wanted to work with him on some levels because Dr. Lars Sturgis was working on that. So a lot of people working on it. I just didn't know at what time or at what point in I was supposed to work on it. But, Janet, that was in the 90s. And Tom and I met and repelled each other over this UFO base. And that's going to be a long story. But we keep coming back to Roswell because that story was, like Janet said, and she talked to Linda Moulton Howell about it, was the fact that, we called it a Trojan horse. So the extraterrestrials I worked with said they put them right. intentionally to monitor. And uh, she asked how I knew that. And I said, I, I believe I said I was there. Didn't I, Janet? 
So yes, and, and anyway. I had that cute, I, I had that conversation on on AquariumRadio.com on today's issue, and it says um, Ascension Center contactees CJ and Janet dialogue. There's a link to the original um, conversation we had about Gus, and you talked about when the five crafts were delivered simultaneously on five continents, including Roswell in the U.S. and Pine Gap in Australia, somewhere in China. And they were monitoring, including that that future that they built the wall. There's There was something going on there. And uh, I didn't know all the details. I can only share what I know when I know it. But I do know that the part that they let me know, they would teach me or tell me. And they uh, were beings in human form, or they would talk with us with these uh, holograms. It's like television. They can come on my television. But nobody knows it. So it's like they have their own private channel. So what I was curious in was right. the ES portion, because uh, that it's at such a low frequency or a different frequency and in our science and our governments and all around the world, they can't detect them. And so it's like another dimensional level of energy because we got through Einstein that E equals MC squared. But I also found out that they helped him and they helped Tesla. And I got that firsthand and they would let them go into a little trance and hold bricks in their hand. And I found that very interesting. And I got to see videos so sometimes when Janet would ask me how I know things, I would see the videos in my head when the extraterrestrials I was around could do that to me. So I totally believe in the right. and that they have abilities. Now, I think that the people that were using oh, I wanna, me... I wanna, uh, okay, I'll quit. Can I turn I'll your quit. mic down a little bit? No, no, don't stop. Don't start. Uh, I think your mic is too hot. That's why it's... Uh, yeah, I can hear some noise. Back. And I was going to share something yeah, with that. Yeah, mic down a little Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Karen, your charge. We're running out of time. Well, I was Go just going to share. I think it's very interesting. You said this was in 93 and 94. And in 93 and 94 is when I got this video from Preston Nichols, and it just said, enjoy, Karen. And I never knew who that was, nor do I know how they found me. That was after... I did the Whitfield experience in Virginia and West Virginia that I told you all about uh, with, this, with the psychiatrist at the clinic. But it was some years, mm-hmm. four or five years later, but uh, that happened. And I didn't know who he was. And then I took an interest in the Philadelphia experiment and did what we – I've talked about this, I think, on one of our other shows. But mm-hmm. when she was bringing up the time, it was all – that's whenever we were all connected on some level of dimensional reality. It wasn't here. And it had a lot of ET energy, and it drew these other two friends of mine also to be interested, and we went out exploring out in Garland where Allende had some of, some records. You know you know what I'm talking about, TJ, y'all? No. In Garland? I was on mute. What record? There was Garland. Said, yeah. What did you say? Well, it's Garland, Go ahead, Texas. Karen. It's a suburb of Dallas. And uh, this Allende, who was supposed to be an ET, who was tied into the Philadelphia experiment, I don't remember his first name, 
that he had some records out there. There were some records. So when you were talking about this press and nickels, all of this happened at the same time with me. I didn't know anybody. I had no contact of any of these people. And I still, to this day, don't know how they found me. Well, I was told about wow. Karen, and so I was told about you, but I don't. Uh, my husband and I went out in Texas. I thought you were going to be a point of contact. Uh, for the kind of work we were doing, and it was about oh, we went out and there was, was this? Uh, I guess uh, well you had to live there because you you were going to be the point of contact, but we were seeing wow. extraterrestrials well, and ghosts and the energy, and okay. so you must have been involved well, in helping here. me. That was ESP ninety three uh, and ninety four. Yeah, and Dolores Cannon was involved because she uh, the, oh, she was teaching people from about. the Air Force. That's she worked for the Air Force. Her, her husband okay, did. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, she worked, helped they lived me. on the Air oh. Force base. Wait, let, let me just time. You guys are talking. Over okay, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, okay. We're getting it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no Aaron, she was great. It's Okay. It's okay. I was just going to say that whenever I was doing a reading for somebody in the building where I live, I live in a building and I have a place of work that's on another level, on another floor. And when I have some real neat people or people who really need help, I I go down there. And she had already passed, and she actually made an appearance and helped me with this particular person. She she I've never met her in person. I never did. But um, I know she passed around 2014, 2014, I think, wasn't it? You're talking about I don't Dolores know. Cannon? What are you talking about? Dolores Cannon. She's involved with both of us. She's, okay. a, she's a hypnotherapist, and uh, she was side. also an empath. No, she was real. Here, Her daughter, I think, took over her business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, when I met her, she was human form. But she's on the other side yeah, I never now. Got I never she she is. I think she died in 2014, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, do you I know what her? Passed? No, uh, I can look it up though. But I was supposed to be at her. Uh, the government or the ETs, somebody arranged it for me, and she said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you missed her." Uh, but I told her I'd be in one in the future, and I called her daughter, and she was going to arrange it with her, but. Uh, they never got back to me. They uh, would put me off. I don't think. I think they dropped. They didn't know that Dolores and the ETs were working together to put my story with hers or something. I, I don't understand. But Dolores was. Uh, it was. She was working on the on somebody. But the government and remember okay, my husband took me through time. to her office. Let's see. All right. Well, let me tell We're Jan who she is. Show. Yeah, she died. Final, she died final. 2014. Yeah, go ahead. She died right. December 18, 2014. I met, her, I, met her, <laughs> I met her in February of 2014 in person. Wow. Oh, wow. In line waiting to get her. I, I, was in, I bought her books, strippers or books. I was in line to get an autograph. Of Big, tall man. He's... He, he, Reached back with his elbow and he gave me an uppercut and he broke my tooth and I was in the I remember that. The entire oh my God! And so interesting connection. Why Dolores had 
I did get to say hi to her, but I was—I had just gotten punched in the mouth, and it was like, whoa! I got to pull it together and talk to Dolores. But she was great. She was really great. She was no longer standing when she did a uh, presentation. She said they, they brought in a big overstuffed chair, and she says, "I'm sorry, I can't uh, stand anymore." And she died later that year, so I, I'm blessed to be here. Okay, so wow, this is the end of our show. We're going to be going wow. off. <laughs> we'll do this again next week. Um, so everybody say goodbye. Uh, I think that's okay. Good, but anyway, uh, this is Janet Sarah Wesson. Tune in again next week. Um, thank you very much. And uh, Karen, say goodbye. And then TJ, do you have any music but not the stuff that's copyright? Something else. Go ahead, Karen. Say yeah, I wish everybody a blessed week. Okay. Karen, will you send me an email to tjmorrisagency at gmail.com so I can have your Gmail or whatever you use? Okay. Your let email. Me do it. I have, like you today, I have had six hours of IT problems. In fact, right now I've got to get back with Derek because I've had my iPad and my iPhone shut down where I can't get any email. Isn't that weird? Yeah, what's going on? Is it because it's so busy and they think we're not? I have we don't no idea. It? I think it's I think it's anyway. I have to go. Janet, I'll show, so, uh, say goodbye. Okay, honey. And then you can call me. All right. Okay. Okay. Love okay. 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 and blessings. Okay. Okay, TJ, just text me or email me, and I'll get I'll get I it can't. out to you. I don't I have your email. Here. Karen, oh, I've tried. Sorry. I don't have your website, email. It's on my website, KarenGresham.com. It's on KarenGresham.com. Okay, this is on the recording. That's your email? Okay, it's on the recording. Just want to let you know, I didn't. K-A-R-E-N-G-R-E-S-H-A-M.com. Okay, you're on some other strange, you're not Gmail. You didn't make a free Gmail, did you? A lot of people use Gmail. I have it somewhere. I don't know. I've got one, but I don't use it. They're all come together but okay they all on come my together website, like it says karen dot st Clair, and that's the one i use okay karen oh wait maybe i do have that maybe it's because i didn't know i had yeah. karen dot think karen dot yeah i had Claire. to change my name for a reason that's another story <laughs> that's where that goes well no i don't so have I karen dot is it at <laughs> global end this episode all right. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to get in touch with you because we have to use electronic. But send me I, an email uh, and I'll send it to you. But I, I have to okay. go. There's somebody coming. Call me for directions. I got to go talk to them. So send me an email. No, this is still. But I got to end the episode. and I got to go. So okay. You guys, go ahead. Uh, hang up, Jane. Send each other email and I got to run. Aloha. Okay. 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 Try to catch Aloha. me at TJ Marsh. Thank agency. you for using Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Goodbye. Let's see, Karen Gresham. Okay, let me, oh, I'm still on. All right, well, she's a clinical hypnotherapist, and uh, they hung up, so she brought her over. And uh, let me look, folks, for Karen Gresham Nichols. It's a schedule a reading called 214-521-0869. And if you want to schedule a reading with mine, it's, Eight five zero three seven six nine one hundred, and I have some I'm behind on, but I can't seem to catch them. I know one of them's name is Jan. She needs me, but let's see contact because uh, she uses Karen Gresham. Let me star it. It says contact Karen Gresham, 
Karen.SaintClair at SBCGlobal.net. And uh, she lives on Lover's Lane in Dallas. How cool is that? And you can uh, get her newsletter. And uh, on her nice website, she has KarenGresham.com. I have TeresaJMorris.com, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-J-M-O-R-R-I-S.com. And Janet has Janet Lesson, or Janet Kira, K-I-R-A, Janet Lesson, uh, dot com. Let me see what Janet says. J A N E T L E S S I N. I think she's the only Janet Lesson. Twitter, Ancient Origins, UFOCon, Janet Carroll Lesson on Facebook. Janet, where's your JanetLesson.com? YouTube. The next video, Alien Cosmos Expo, We the Anunnaki, JanetLesson.com. Let me look. Uh, Amazon, Janet Carolesson, author. There's her videos. Amazon comes up. Where's Janet Lesson? Twitter. Well, I know she's got one, Janet Lesson, folks, L-E-S-S-I-N. And Teresa J. The reason I have to use Teresa J. Morris is on Facebook, it's Teresa Morris, our T.J. Morris agency. And then I have T.J. Morris Reporter and T.J. Morris ACO. But I had to put them all together for branding under Google because uh, I had so many because of, I had so many people that would want to be my friends on Facebook and they couldn't join because they had it at the end of 5,000. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, if you'd like to work with us, we all do readings and, uh, Janet does counseling and we have life coaching. So, uh, I have uh, ACE life coach by Teresa J Morris or TJ Morris. I think it's Teresa J Morris and I have enchanted development. And then I have the ACE guide for the Ascension age. And so books by Teresa J Morris on lulu.com are on Amazon.com, T.J. Thurman Morris, T.J. Morris. And if you'd like to be on a project we're working on, be on a committee or a forming committee or work with us as a team player, uh, if you're an author or radio show host or graphic artist or uh, just want to work on a book, we're all authors and we have the Authors Club, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Teresa J. Morris and uh, see which project you would be best fitted for. And I even work with entrepreneurs and their small businesses. So um, it just depends on what subject you're interested in. And uh, some people, it's funny, but people don't get involved too much in supernatural. So I've created uh, with other people in the ACO Professional Association and the Ascension Center, and I've got Ascension.Center, and then we've got Ascension Center Ohana at Ascension Church, Ohana, with Tommy Anthony Sinisi, formerly of New Jersey, born there. And he moved to Hawaii on the Big Island. So he's helping us on Sundays with our uh, spiritual center. And we're going to be discussing uh, spiritual science and the Ennead Nine and the Inner Masters and working on our souls. So uh, we're working on various levels on our inner world and our outer world and how we can help others with their uh, communication skills, information skills, and the original articles and bylaws, if you'd like to look at them, if you want to create a new world with me, 
personally, I have uh, various organizations working together as an unincorporated association in social media on my social media accounts with Facebook, and uh, including this UFO Secret Space tonight has a, about 1,500 people in it. But if you're interested, uh, please look it up at uh, Teresa J. Morris on Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And then I have you book me, uh, and I have a PayPal me, TJ Morris ET Radio, if you'd like my work or if you want to support my work, and how we can help others understand what we understand. So uh, thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, thank you, Janet Carlesson and Karen Gresham Nickel. And uh, she gave us her, oh, gosh, I've already lost it, ACO Professional Hobby Association. That's our, one of our groups uh, for Allied Command Organization, Department of American Communications Online, Ascension Center Organization. We have the ACE Nonprofit, Inc., the ACE Metaphysical Institute, ACO Club, ACE Folklife Society, TJ Morris Club, and uh, all these professional and hobby associations working together with other entrepreneurs. I'm also on, uh, for those that are professionals or career-oriented entrepreneurs, on LinkedIn, all right, TeresaJMorris.com. So thank you. And for those that are supposed to find this information, it will be out there free of charge on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify. I pay money to get this out there between 100 and 300 a month for syndication because it takes it to be a member of all these places and pay for the databases and how they distribute it for you. So Spreaker is a good one if any of you podcasters want to know the best way, and then they put it up on YouTube for me. So thank you, everybody, and I will pay, play that music, that in music that's not it's uh, open source for Janet. Oh, I should be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we do, uh, we're going to do, uh, you ain't going to believe this, with Ronnie Dawson of Texas. And I saw that we're doing Karen Grisham Nichols of Texas and then Ronnie Dawson of Texas and then Janet and Tommy of Hawaii. And I'm here in Florida. So I need another person in Florida that wants to work with me. But, uh, you know, up to everybody else out there, if anybody, we've got Marsh Booster Haney that does the two events but we're not i don't think that was canceled at where my daughter works at days in in navarre uh florida we're just down the road uh here in gulf breeze and we're right across from the three mile bridge in pensacola but we talk about some interesting things based on our life and how we're going to put it together on this hopefully a book right now it's becoming an oral book isn't it all right well we're creating a whole new world folks and putting together the reality of three women and how we may in the future come together, maybe in 2021, and people will ask us to speak. Who knows? But in the meantime, we'll just have a good old time recreating reality. Love and light. See you hopefully tomorrow and Sunday right here. Now, tomorrow, I think we do either three or seven, depending on when Randy lets me know, Randy Dawson. So it'll probably be seven to nine, my central. That's eight to ten Eastern. Sunday. Well, <laughs> and with Tommy Anthony Sinisi and uh, the Ascension Church on on Sunday, six my time, six to eight. So uh, I think that's one o'clock his time, one to three in Hawaii. So uh, six to eight, that's seven to nine on Sunday. So if you're listening on the Eastern on spirituality. 
Okay, now officially going to close off here. So thank you for joining us tonight, everybody. And it's been eight years. Can you believe it? And we're finally going to get something done together. Hopefully get you a book out there you can read. Love and light.